Hi, this is the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Madged. One of the most difficult things as a parent is to witness your kids experiencing pain and discomfort. While most kids are often healthy, many of them will experience constipation at one point or another. Constipation is a very common cause of pain and discomfort in kids, but for some, it it can actually become a chronic issue, creating a great deal of frustration for both kids and parents. The most common cause of constipation in kids is not an anatomical abnormality or organic problem, though. It's often behavioral and or diet-related. So let's tackle some solutions in today's episode. But first, a short word from our sponsor that makes this podcast possible. The House Call Doctor is brought to you today by GoDaddy, where you can find the right domain name for your business. Hundreds of new domain names are now available, including .photography, .menu, .club, and .tips. Create your new website with GoDaddy's easy-to-use website builder and run your business anytime, anywhere with Microsoft Office 365 from GoDaddy and get more done. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter promo code QDT28 to save 28% on your order. Some limitations do apply. See website for details. That's promo code QDT28 at GoDaddy.com. So what is constipation? First of all, how can you tell if your child is even constipated? There's a great variation in bowel movement frequency, so just because your child is in stool every day doesn't necessarily mean that they're constipated. Plus, stool frequency decreases with age. Infants often stool multiple times a day, but by the time your child is a preschooler, his stool frequency will be similar to an adult's. About 90% of kids do have a bowel movement at least every other day, however. So what is not considered normal? The following, painful bowel movements, abdominal pain, blood in the stool, feelings of incomplete evacuation, hard stools, straining, fecal soiling, weight loss, vomiting, and problems with growth and development. So what causes constipation? Organic disorders causing constipation are rare, but do include the following. Hirschsprung disease, cystic fibrosis, metabolic diseases, thyroid disease, spinal cord abnormalities, malformations of the anus or rectum, diabetes, celiac disease, lead toxicity, medication side effects like antidepressants, ADHD drugs, antacids, and narcotics. Much more commonly, kids become constipated due to lack of fiber intake and certain behavioral patterns. They may be consuming too many foods with simple sugars and not enough foods with high fiber, a.k.a. junk food, fast food, processed foods, etc. So most kids I interviewed don't receive the five full servings of fruits and veggies a day that are necessary for proper fiber intake. Another reason could be that As stooling often becomes painful, kids might withhold the stool as a response. Or alternatively, kids may withhold stool simply because they don't want to stop playing, so they instead delay the trip to the toilet. As kids withhold stool, even more water is reabsorbed from the stool inside the colon, and this causes the stagnant stool to become even harder and more painful to pass. Often, little bits of stool can pass through and causes what doctors refer to as fecal incontinence or soiling. So how do we treat it? Unfortunately, as with everything else, when something becomes chronic and requires a change in behavior, it becomes time-consuming to treat. 
Treating chronic constipation in kids may not be easy, and therefore there's no magic pill. It will require some time, patience, and effort on your part to get your child to overcome constipation and get past it. But the good news is, it's very achievable. So there are three main components in retraining your child's bowel. Evacuation of the plugged-up poop, softening of all future poops, and changing their behavior patterns. So let's learn about them in more detail. Step one, unplugging the colon. First, you need to treat the more immediate issue. You've got to get them to poop out what's plugging up the pipes right now. So here's how doctors often do this. First of all, polyethylene glycol, which is otherwise known as Miralax. This is a powder that you can mix into liquids that your child consumes. And it's often well-tolerated, meaning that it's tasteless and odorless. It's taken daily or even twice daily if necessary until the colon is evacuated. Number two, mineral oil is another option given at 15 to 30 milliliters per year of age per day. Not quite as tasteless, so kids don't like it. And number three, enemas. This may be the most invasive and discomforting for the child and perhaps used as a last resort for most. There are various preparations on the market, so ask your doctor what's best for your child before you go through this route. Miralax is the most popular choice for its stated reasons. If constipation is severe and chronic, you may want to discuss the frequency of use of these pipe cleaners with your doctor. Sometimes it's used more chronically, like for weeks or months even, in order to achieve soft bowels while simultaneously working on behavioral modifications. Often, we recommend titrating the Miralax up or down in order to achieve a once-a-day soft bowel movement. Step 2 maintenance of dietary changes. So now you got Junior to poop. Now what? If he turns to his previous habits, nutritional and or withholding behaviors, the same issue will reoccur. And before you know it, you'll simply feel too pooped out to deal with it once again. No pun intended. So here are some dietary do's and don'ts that doctors often recommend instilling in your child's daily routine. Here are some do's. Dietary fiber. Have five servings of fruits and or veggies a day. Kids may also need supplemental over-the-counter fiber like Metamucil or Benefiber. Number two, fruits and veggies with high sources of fiber. Pick apricots, prunes, plums, raisins, peas, beans, and broccoli. Number three, avoid bananas. They can be more constipating for some. Number four, 100% whole wheat products like bread, pastas, tortillas, etc. Number five, fiber-fortified cereal. Number six, use brown rice instead of white rice. Number seven, non-absorbable carbohydrates, meaning that they stay in the gastrointestinal tract and take water along with it to keep the poop soft. So these are things like prunes, pears, and apple juice. Number eight, drink more water. Number nine, increase physical activity because this helps get the colon moving too. And here are some don'ts. One, White carbohydrates and simple sugars, avoid those. These include things like sweets, white breads, sodas, etc. And number two, fast foods, limit it to no more than once a week. And there you have it, some simple do's and don'ts to keep your child's poop soft. And step three, we can't forget behavioral modification. So now that your child emptied out the rectum and you've revamped his diet completely, and maybe continuing the Miralax for the time being, there's still one more vital step, 
you got to get them to change some of the poop holding behavior. This may be the most challenging step, but here's what I'd recommend. Create a big chart and hang it up somewhere visible to your child and not all of your house guests. And then find a reward system. For every poop, he gets a star on the chart. And if he gets an X number of many stars, then he gets to pick out a new toy at the store or something similar. You get the idea. Then have him sit on the toilet for 10 minutes after every meal and after bath time. If he poops, reward him with a star. If he doesn't, pat him on the back or give him a high five for giving it a try. But whatever you do, don't punish. Results will be gradual, so please don't expect an overnight success story. Avoid any negativity and stay positive throughout the process. There may be relapses along the way, so please don't get discouraged and don't discourage your child. Once you've reached success and your child is having normal, soft stools daily, then we typically recommend weaning off the Miralax rather than abruptly halting its use. Talk to your doctor about the best way to go about this. A referral to a gastroenterologist can be considered if the child has any red flags for possible organic causes of constipation and or if using the above treatment tips don't improve the symptoms. So share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook and Twitter pages, and you can even find me on Pinterest now. Please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. It doesn't substitute any medical advice, and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again to this week's sponsor, GoDaddy. At GoDaddy, you can find the right domain name for your business. Are you starting a food blog? Are you starting a new business or establishing your brand online? My husband actually used GoDaddy several years ago to set up his page. It's vasectomycliniccsandiego.com. Yep, he performs vasectomies. Hundreds of new domains now are available, though, since then, including .photography.club.tips, Create your new website using GoDaddy's easy-to-use website builder and run your business anytime, anywhere with Microsoft Office 365 from GoDaddy and get more done. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter promo code QDT28 to save 28% on your order. Some limitations do apply. See the website for details. Be sure to use promo code QDT28 to help support this podcast. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. If you have any future topic suggestions, you can email me at housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com. Hope you have a very healthy week. <laughs>